Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, my name is Tim Birch. I'm filling in for Kurt Sumner, your normal host, and I have a special guest today uh, continuing along with our theme of talking to people, not surveyors, but people that are involved in the surveying profession in one way or another. Today, we're talking to Marissa Trimzalski. Did I say it right? Okay. Marissa, yes, Marissa Trimzalski. Uh, she's new to, uh, to NCWS. She is the, a new liaison with them that has was hired to help with uh, a big score grant that was uh, put together for some of the southern states. But bottom line is, is that NCWS sees the, the, the need for promotion, needs, sees the need for putting things together and partnering with NSPS. And so having Marissa on, and I can tell you already, for those who have already uh, been around her in some of our meetings, um, she is a ball of a ball of fire. So uh, getting her on here was was a lot of fun. So good. I guess technically still it's good morning. Uh, Marissa, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So what we know, we, most of us know that NCWS is based in the South Carolina Clemson area. Is that where you're based? I mean, these days you can't you can't tell where anybody is regionally at because of all the work from home. Yep, absolutely. So I'm actually out of Greenville, South Carolina. We're about an hour north of Clemson, um, and our headquarters just moved from the Clemson area to the Greenville area. And so we've got a beautiful brand new building. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's huge. Um, it is so conveniently located to all the major interstates and to our downtown area. And so um, I'm loving that they are, you know, the building is 10 minutes from my house. Um, oh, wow. And there's a lot around there yeah so it's really nice very nice well you know what and i'm going to throw you a, a quick curve an, an audible here because something kind of came off of the conversation my last conversation with uh, griffin pritchard from alabama living near the clemson area is college football a big deal to you to your family to to those around you so you know i grew up in ohio so my family um, but not myself. Let me let me just clarify. <laughs> my family go. are Ohio State fans. Um, my husband is a Michigan State Spartan. Go green. Oh, so wow. we cheer for the Spartans here, but our local team is Clemson University. So they are, we have been to numerous football games, tailgates. It is so fun. It is an experience like you've never experienced before. It's amazing. Well, that was the fun thing. Yeah, like you said, talking to to Griffin the other day. That, you know, here's a guy in in Alabama, uh, and he he's a, t he's a Tennessee football fan. I said, "How can you survive down there in Alabama between Auburn and Alabama and be Tennessee?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, you just deal with it." So, just curious, because like I said, everybody, you know, that doesn't know about the 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 move of NCWS, they they 
really put the NCWS and Clemson together because it was such a, a close knit uh, uh, situation building wise. So, but that's good that you guys have your own place and little more, a uh, little more autonomy now. And uh, yes. it, it will be nice that when we get past post COVID that people will start coming back to your building and we will start having those regular meetings and functions that we're so used to have NCWS having through the years uh, with the importance of, of, of the testing services that, that you, you all provide. So looking forward to yeah, that. Absolutely. I am too. And I'm looking forward to meeting people in person, you know, all these surveyors and people like yourself that I've connected with. And, and finally, when, when the world opens up and that building opens up, then it'll be nice to have a face-to-face -face conversation with folks. So I'm looking exactly. forward to it. Yeah, we are too. All right. So you're new to NCWS. You're new to, especially being around us crazy surveyors. <laughs> uh, what brought you to NCWS and what, I guess, what in your background is going to really push forward in, in what we're trying to accomplish uh, at, in, at at NCWS with NSPS and promotion? Sure, absolutely. So um, I went to Kent State University and I have a degree in journalism. Um, but shortly after college, I headed south um, and I moved to the Greenville, South Carolina area. And I was lucky enough to work for a Fortune 1000 IT distributor for the last 15 years in their corporate marketing department. And so in that corporate marketing department, I, I wore a lot of hats over 15 years. Um, I had five or six different job titles, but I really got an education and a background in traditional marketing, um, working with directly with executives, working with manufacturers, um, just working with different sets of people, which was fantastic, um, a fantastic education for me. Um, I also got to lead a few different teams within the department as well. And so just the exposure that I had and the amazing mentors that I had when I was there, um, you know, I feel like that kind of set me up for success wherever I went. So at the same time um, that, that I was there and then subsequently after, um, I also sit on the board of directors for our local science center here in Greenville. It's called the Roper Mountain Science Center. Um, they have actually been around for um, since 1985, and it's a it's a huge campus. They're actually a part of our school system here. They're part of Greenville County School Systems, and nice. so it's it's a really unique um, partnership between like public ownership, um, corporate sponsors, um, private support, and then volunteers kind of make up you know what the building's comprised of, and so. During the school year, this is why I love this place. During the school year, five to 600 students visit what we call the mountain every day for science lessons. And they come from over 45 counties in the state. And then they also pull in from other states too. So, um, so they're really, really involved with the school system. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of what their focus is. But um, they also have some public programming, um, you know, and different things throughout the summer for the public to attend. Um, and then we are actually, you know, because I sit on the board and I'm the secretary, um, so I'm very heavily involved. We have a um, huge campaign going on right now with a new environmental science and sustainability center that we are currently under construction with on the mountain. So I have a lot of um, passion and background for STEM education. Um, personally, I am married to an electrical engineer. So when this posting for NCES came up, I thought, okay, so I've got a marketing background, a really solid marketing background. Mm -hmm. I'm married to an electrical engineer and I sit on the board of directors for a STEM science center. Like this is, this is the perfect marriage of everything, right? And right. so 
um, I really felt like it was kind of meant to be. Um, and it was just a great combination of all, all of my loves, literally. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's my background. And that's kind of what got me to NCES. Good. Uh, you know, and that, that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's also here. And I, I mean, I, obviously I knew a little bit about your background, but it's hearing that there are these boards and are these STEM initiatives that I don't think are publicized enough that we really need, we need to highlight people like yourselves and these boards that are out there uh, doing these things. That was the, the, the conversation with uh, Griffin in Alabama the other day that they have a large board that really pushes STEM at the high school level that I think we need to take those types of situations and broadcast them nationwide to make sure that, you know, when you're, when some places are trying to start these initiatives, they're not alone. Don't rebuild the wheel. Talk to some of these other groups that have already done these things. So hearing that, yep. hearing that they, they exist and real people like yourselves belong and are enthused about them is always great to, great to hear. And uh, it's just, it, it gives me hope that uh, we can, we can make a difference. So, um, absolutely, okay. Absolutely. And they're so willing to, to work. You know, when I took this new position on, uh, our executive director was like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the perfect job for you. And they've been awesome. You know, I've been in my role for like, what, four months now, five months. And I've, of course, I've already had to reach out to them and say, hey, I need you for my job. Like, I need to ask you a question. Yes. So it's been a great partnership. It's been wonderful. Good, good. All right. So you started this job. It seems like it's going to be perfect. You've been there a little bit long enough and, and, and you've gotten some of your marching orders. Uh, what are your what are your goals now, along with what you've been what you've been told to, to try to do? What do you see? What do you, how do you see you can take this position and, and really make, make it shine? Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I want to kind of take us back to the beginning of the SCORE initiative. And mm -hmm. I feel like most people listening probably know what that SCORE initiative is, but just for those that might not know, sure. just to quickly kind of recap what that is. So, yep, the SCORE initiative is the Surveying Candidate Objectives for Recruitment and Education. Um, it came about a few years ago. Um, it's a regional pilot program to promote the geomatics profession. So SCORE was devised by a coalition of surveying societies, including yourselves, NSPS, the Maryland Society of Surveyors, North Carolina Society of Surveyors, the Surveying and Mapping Society of Georgia, Tennessee Association of Professional Surveyors, and the Virginia Association of Surveyors. So these organizations um, are basically working together to address recruitment of the geomatics profession, as you know, and that includes that recruitment of racial minorities and women, which we all know are underrepresented in the field of surveying. Right. Um, and so back in 2019, the coalition requested funding from NCES to support the study um, and implementation of a recruiting, marketing, and public relations strategy for this geomatics profession. So. The board got together, they fully supported the aim of the project, um, and they saw this need for this initiative, not just at a regional level, but at a national level. Um, and so they wanted for NCES to have more direct involvement. And so they approved the development of a national marketing program in order to increase the number of licensed professionals entering the geomatics profession. Right. Um, and so um, basically, you know, it's it, working in conjunction with you all and then working with these state societies to to make this happen. And so 
NCES, you know, we recognize the same things that the SCORE Coalition group had recognized as well, and we share those same concerns. And, and I think at the end of the day, we all had those same goals is to, you know, promote the value of licensure and to promote the profession and increase, and, you know, in turn, increase the number of people entering their prof the profession. So um, we had already been doing, you know, pre this role and pre my time at NCES, you know, we'd already been doing a lot beforehand with Twist and Future City and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it just kind of made sense to bring it all under, under one, um, you know, effort and one umbrella. And so in July of this year, I, I did join the team, um, the public affairs team. And so basically, you know, I work very closely with the score partners. I work closely with you all, um, Christy Davis with the North Carolina Society. Um, on these surveying and marketing outreach projects. And so, you know, I do different things through print and digital, um, a lot of social. Um, I've been kind of ramping that up too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm responsible for marketing our services and promoting the value of licensure um, in surveying and then coordinating K through 12 surveying outreach events. And so, um, another big part of my role is uh, this marketing research project that we've just kind of launched over the last month. And so we've been able to partner with McKinley Advisors out of Washington, D.C. and basically, you know, look at what types of resources and information and initiatives um, will help us raise awareness and then boost our workforce development numbers for both surveying and engineering. So this research project is going to look at both professions. Good. Um, you know, it, it's obviously it's got the third party qualitative and quantitative research and, um, you know, there will be focus groups and survey distribution and things like that. But when we get these research results in in early 2021, that is really what's going to drive this larger overall marketing plan that we will take and run with. Good, good. Um, you know, because that's that's one thing that I, I I've always appreciated about NCWS and I mean, you could look at it and say, well, they're just, they're a testing company, but you know what, the, the, the amount of information you're able to gather through potential candidates and the ones that do succeed and, and, and what have you, there's so much data to be gathered and really to be able to see what kind of demographics we're talking about here and how we can course yeah. correct our marketing efforts. Um, if say for, you know, just say for instance, you, we get, a hundred surveyors uh, apply for to take that test, and 90, 90, 99 of them are are older white males. Well, that says you know that unfortunately that's where the 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 profession is gone. We need to broaden that. We need yeah. to take that and and Absolutely. and see what it is. And that's something that that NCW or NSPS is really trying to also promote along with NCWS is that. Surveying today is not what surveying was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And there's so much more due to technology, due to uh, uh, ad, uh, advanced designs on things that uh, so many, there's so many more careers to be had in surveying from all walks of life and not just, you know, like I said, typically, stereotypically uh, a white male that, uh, yeah, uh, we're finding out through STEM that uh, there's there's a lot of smart uh, young ladies out there that uh, just the, what they're capable of doing blows my mind and and minorities as well. So I think, yeah, I, I I'm just glad that what started as as a regional ask of NCWS with the grant has basically become a nationwide thing in that 
you weren't hired to say, oh, no, you can only talk to Virginia, Maryland. I mean, those people you're you're available to all of us. You're you're right. you made yourself out there for everybody uh, in the in this in this effort. So I applaud NCWS and I applaud uh, applaud you for taking it on and and making it work. Um, Thank you. Well, I guess, you know, let's let's roll uh, roll forward a little bit then into diversity and recruitment. And that's something and I was I was pleased that a the the diversity committee that uh, NSPS put together came together. B, I'm glad they reached out to you and said, would you please be part of this, that uh, your information and your input is going to be invaluable to what we're trying to accomplish. because you see it from more STEM and not just surveyors. Um, how do you feel like we can, we can do a better job about diversifying our workforce and recruiting to people that wouldn't n- normally hear about surveying and or STEM? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, going back to that research, I mean, that's basically, that's really gonna help guide us and, mm-hmm. sh- and, and lead us. With, how to best go about that, right? And and to reach reach these folks and learn different perspectives. So, but here's the thing. I mean, we recognize a lack of diversity in surveying in the profession. I've been in my role, like I said, for just a few months. And I, I see that myself as well, just in the research and the networking that I've done with people. But that's not to say that that can't change because it absolutely can. And so, you know, we can, we can try to bring diversity in, which obviously is going to make the profession better. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, we talk about we have a diverse public. And so this diverse public counts on surveyors to protect their health, safety, and welfare. And so we've got to attract a more diverse group of people into this profession to serve a diverse public. Um, because, you know, having those different voices and opinions just, and I, like, I feel like this is this way for any profession, right? Mm-hmm, you, exactly. Every single profession, you've got to have diversity. It's absolutely imperative. And so, you know, it, it just having those different voices and opinions just adds to the profession and just makes it only better. And so, you know, it, it brings ideas to the tables that other people wouldn't have thought about. And then, you know, you can't assume that everybody follows your same path or your same challenges and, and career barriers that you had. And it's, you know, I've, I've listened to so many podcasts and I've networked with a lot of people. And while a lot of people's stories about how they got into surveying and how they, you know, fell into this, a lot of them just fell into it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all very different. And, you know, there's not just this one path that I feel like every, every single surveyor goes down. And that right. that right there, that's diversity. That's diversity. And so um, I think it's just a cool, you know, it's just, it's such a cool profession and there's so many opportunities. And then to be able to just have more voices and different voices and people that grew up in different areas and grew up with different cultural lifestyles and bring that to the table, like that is, that is so exciting to me. And so, you know, one thing that I think when we talk about recruitment, I think it just starts early. And, you know, and I've said this before that, you know, you go to these classes for career days and you see doctors and you see veterinarians uh, or attorneys, you don't see a surveyor. 
So how cool would that be on career day that there's a surveyor and it's a it's a woman surveyor or a racial, right. you know, a racial surveyor. And you've got, you know, you've got people coming in there showing young kids, this is the work I do. And it is so cool. Look at all the cool toys I get to play with exactly. in my shop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, and so, like I said, I've, I've been spending a lot of time researching. I've been spending a lot of time networking with people. I feel like. I, I feel like I've connected with every surveyor on LinkedIn, but I know that I haven't. So um, if I haven't connected with you yet, I'm sure that I will at some point. But what I'm seeing is that there's just, you know, I'm going to use women, for instance, there's a lot of really cool, unique ladies out there mm -hmm. um, the conversation and they're changing the mindset of this traditionally male dominated field. I'm going to use Anna Rios as an example, you know, women surveyor summit. She is mm -hmm. like a pioneer for changing this profession. Yes, she um, is. And I, yeah, and I just, I can't say enough amazing things about her and Amanda Allred. And then there's people outside of our profession that I've started following and started listening to. And there's a, a mentoring program, I think it's out of um, New York City, like inner city program called Tools and Tierras. And it is founded by, um, you know, uh, it's founded by a black woman who I think she has a, a background in plumbing or some sort of construction trade, mm -hmm. but it's a mentoring program for young girls and women who want to pursue those non-traditional careers right. in, in the dominated construction industry. And so I, I love their motto and, and I love what I read about them. And it's making intentional changes to the way we view and portray what constitutes women work will help foster the change that society desperately needs. I love that. That's I love that on. line. That, oh my gosh, it's it's so it's so fantastic. And then there's podcasts. Like I discovered a podcast called Hazard Girls, and it's about women working in non-traditional fields and the career paths that got them there. And so, you know, getting our exposure, and I say our, not that I'm a surveyor, but I'm I feel like I'm part of this industry now. Mm -hmm. And so getting the exposure of surveyors into different things like this, right? So you might hear um, one of those pioneer women surveyors coming up on a Hazard Girls podcast here very soon. Um, and so while that podcast is not for surveyors, mm -hmm. but it is about working in non-traditional fields. And so I think when we talk about diversity and recruitment, that it's doing things like that and it's changing that conversation and changing the mindset. Absolutely. Well, and I will, you know, I'm going to just make a quick observation right here um, as we're chugging along. Um, and I guess that's been the bright spot about NCWS bringing you on and, and, and doing all that you've done so far is that I really feel like you've approached this as almost a listening tour before standing on standing on the pulpit and saying surveyors you need to do these things because we get that so often with that uh, i mean internally to the serving profession that surveyors will wake up one day and decide you know what we're falling short on surveyors and we're falling short on this and that or whatever it's like no the problem's always been there but it's taking opportunities like you're you're taking here to listen to see where the, the these these voids are before we make make a plan and, and and go forward, so I applaud you for that, and I applaud you for to continue going on and opening up some of these doors to other places that surveying wouldn't typically be heard. Because so often, just like surveyor says, 
um, chances are it's going to be a surveyor that's going to listen to this podcast. But we don't want just surveyors to listen to this. We want the general right. public to be able to listen to this and take something from it that uh, it is about a profession, but it's about how anybody on the outside can look in and maybe if they if they are somebody or they know somebody, one of their their high schoolers that they don't know what their kid wants to do. Hey, have you ever considered being a surveyor? Um, because I think that's part of the message that we do need to get out. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, so we get chugging along. We, we added, you know, obviously they, uh, NCWS added you in a strange time in our, in our lifetimes with COVID. Um, how are you, how have you been, which I guess, what's been your mindset? How are you, uh, wanting to kind of repackage this thing to where we can only do, like you said, we can only do stuff by video conferencing. We're not seeing people in person. You're not able to go out and beat the streets and do these things. How are you modifying this versus what we would typically do in normal times? Mm -hmm. Yep. So the first thing that I want to say about COVID is I feel incredibly blessed to be able to get a job during a time of COVID. So that's out of all things, I'm, I'm, I feel very, very fortunate mm -hmm. um, that that happened because so many people have had their jobs eliminated and are struggling um, to find work. So I'm very grateful to NCES for that. Um, but I think, you know, the one thing that COVID has given every single person is the um, ability and the education and how to live in a virtual world. And so, you know, marketing has always since the dawn of the internet, marketing has been virtual, right? It's always been there. Mm -hmm. But COVID has really kind of taken this and shown us the value of a virtual environment. And it's helped us reach audiences that we probably would have never reached before um, because of the fact that we've all had to understand it. We've had to use it and we've like, we've just had to embrace it. And this is it. You know, you want to stay connected to people, it's online. Um, and so it's, yep, it's forced marketers and advertisers to basically become more creative with ways to go to market and reach people that, to your point, you know, you can't reach in person anymore. And so I like to think that COVID has given us kind of this ease of access. Mm -hmm. um, it's opened up doors outside of the pandemic now. So I know mm -hmm. the pandemic's still going on, but hopefully it will be over soon. And this has just shown us, though, that what we can do online, we can carry this on forever, right? Exactly. And so it, it's all encompassing. And that's the other cool thing about it. There's there's older people who have said, I'm not tech savvy, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've had to become tech savvy and I've had to embrace this. Um, there's younger generations like my daughter, she's four. I, we don't really let her have tablet time, but when her school closed down for six weeks and I was homeschooling her, you better believe I've said, well, guess what? You're about to learn how to work a tablet because right. we're not going to skip any school. And it was important for me that she still did lessons. And so she, she quickly learned how to work that tablet. Um, and so this become, become, you know, it's helped us to become more educated and to kind of expand our minds, if you will. And so I love to use an example that people can relate back to, and it's the working from home theory. And so pre COVID, there were a handful of companies that worked from home or worked remotely, but there were also companies who um, were very much against it. And then COVID kind of forced us to, you know, embrace this. You either work from home 
or your business is shutting down and you've got a handful of people without jobs, right? And mm-hmm. so now this has made us pivot and kind of embrace um, that work from home theory. And many companies are either now going fully remote or they're going to implement remote policies once people are back in the office, you know, right. to take advantage of that. And so, you know, the other thing too that it's that I think a positive is it's, it's introduced technology to a lot of underserved folks as well, like with the Chromebooks and schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, while everybody, of course, has a negative to COVID, and there are there are a lot of downfalls to COVID for sure. Um, I think there's a silver lining too. So you know it it does bring a lot of people um, physically, while it separates a lot of people physically, it still brings a lot of people physically closer. Right. My husband and I are both from home. So <laughs> we're, we're together all the time. Um, it's changed the landscape of businesses for good and bad. And it really just shows you all that you can do virtually and achieve the same results. Like with virtual events, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. Look at all the meetings that have had been canceled or right. these traditional in-person meetings event planners have gone and said, "Uh oh, I better learn how to host and hold a virtual event. And they've done it. And so, um, you know, from our, from our area, from NCES, we have been doing a lot virtually. And so we've launched these really cool profiles and podcasts. Um, we've had a lot of, you know, young, energetic, really creative, unique surveyors that we've been featuring on these profiles and podcasts. We're now participating in, in industry podcasts like yourself and the Geoholics. And, you know, we've just found interesting and, and compelling, unique stories to share on our social media channels. And so, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're pushing out unique content and opportunities. And, and, and you know, just the other day, we, we promoted our NCES Surveying Education Award, um, you know, and, and just things from an NCES uh, company perspective, mm-hmm. we're pushing out a lot more because of this virtual environment that we're in. Um, so it's just, it's been, it's been weird, undoubtedly, but I see a lot of, I, you know, I see the glass half full with this as well. Uh, exactly. And, and, and something I'll tease a little bit is it's, it's opportunity. It's going to give us opportunities because people are now a little more comfortable with the virtual meetings, virtual conferences and gatherings. Um, NSPS is going to be partnering with another uh, association that's in a similar industry. We're going to be doing some some basic, some uh, cross path uh, webinars coming up. Um, let's just say it's the GIS community. Um, that it's uh, it's something that. For, for a conference planner to put that together in the past, you know, with a venue, with speakers, with all of these things and the logistics of getting it there, it would have been an expensive endeavor to, to start just to, you know, and not know if anybody's going to show up. This is going to give us an opportunity to uh, basically preview what something we may be able to do in person someday, but kind of get it off the ground and doing it virtually. Like I said, everybody's getting used to this. Let's promote this, uh, you know, this opportunity, this this partnership initiative, and uh, uh, pay attention to NSPS website and uh, social medias. You'll be hearing more and more about that here shortly. But I, you're right. Got to look at some of this stuff with a silver lining, glass half full, and uh, and move on from it. Um, all right. Well, full disclosure: I'm a second generation surveyor, and Unfortunately, I've also been surveying long enough that uh, 
surveyors are horrible, horrible promoters of themselves. That's one reason they're surveyors. They go to the field, they put their head down, they get their survey done. Uh, they don't want to deal with people and uh, they, they, they just, they go about their work. And my father was the perfect example of that. He, he didn't want to talk on the phone. He didn't want to, he just went out, did the surveys and came back in, drafted and been done with it. Now we're in an age where we've got social media. You got all of this. It's really almost, you got to splash it a little bit. Um, how do we take this new, take the, the new profession with now millennials and Gen Z? How do we make that a little more of a splash of promoting the profession that's not typically been promotable in the past. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the first thing that all of us can be doing, including myself, um, especially new to the profession, is whether you're having an in-person conversation or you're having a phone conversation or you're talking to somebody over LinkedIn messaging, whatever it is, is think about changing the conversation, changing the messaging. And so focusing on all the really cool things that are in, in this industry. And, and like I said, the, all the cool toys and the cool equipment that y'all get to play with, um, you know, and don't, fat, don't focus on the fact that I've been in the industry for 25 years and I went out in the field and I got, you know, bit by a, a bee, you know, a, got caught in a beehive or whatever it is. So, you know, let's focus on the fun, focus on the fun aspect and start using those words that inspire action and catchphrases. And so that's something that those, um, that research project is really going to help us to guide, mm -hmm. um, you know, and to, and to kind of fuel that and to give us that information or what are those catchphrases. And then we, we are absolutely going to share those with the surveying community too, when we, when we kind of hone in on and hear, hear that. So another idea is, you know, foster a personal passion. And so something that you identify with and that you feel particularly called to share and make a difference. And so I'm, I'm gonna use um, two people. I'm gonna use Anna Rios with Women's Surveyor Summit and Trent Keenan with Mentoring Mondays. And so, you know, these people are talking about the things that they're passionate about. They're talking about obviously their profession, but they have a passion for mentoring. They have a passion mm -hmm. for growing the profession. They have a passion for diversity um, and they see a need for that. And so they want to bring this to the table and they want other people to be successful. And so, you know, if in order to be successful, you've got to share it with each other and you've got to, you've got to spread the love in order to grow the audience. So, um, which is a great, great segue into saying use social media. Exactly. Don't be afraid of Exactly. Um, because this is this is where young surveyors are, and this is where your K through 12 and your college students are. Um, you know, it's free. It's you can do it anywhere. It's easy to use. Um, but when you're using social media, you know the things to keep in mind are: think about who your audience is, or who you want your audience to be, and think about what you want to share with them, mm -hmm. and what are those messages points that you want to get across um, and we can like I said you know we're going to we're going to come up with these messaging points and catchphrases and things like that that we will share and put out there for surveyors to use um, and embrace hashtags so you know personally on my on my personal uh, social media accounts I'm kind of like the queen of, of hashtags I come up with like really crazy crazy ones sometimes um, you won't see me using those on my professional account but you know using hashtags to attract new followers to the profession mm -hmm. exactly. um, and have fun with them. but when you're using hashtags on a professional level you know use 
kind of the most popular ones in the industry um, so that people can find you easily. So hashtag surveying, hashtag land surveying, hashtag women who survey, survey life, you know, things like that. Um, and the other thing that you want to do too is to tag like an SPS or your state chapter and okay. use your use your hashtags as well. Um, but the key is basically to just stick with a few that the entire profession is using for a larger impact. And then but the thing about social media that I say is you can you can absolutely be a listener. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But unless you want change, you have to be a participant. Yes. Um, so you've got yep, you've got to share, you've got to, you know, retweet. Um and you know, you have to do this as an individual on an individual level, unless you're running your company's social media account, mm-hmm. which I don't know if surveyors are. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to do this at the individual level. So um Different other other things you can do, you know, at your local level, you can become a member of your state chapter if you're not already um, and find out where you can volunteer your time. Is it career fairs? Is it in person or virtual events? Um, You know, reaching out, doing the things that I think a lot of surveyors Mm -hmm. have done, you know, reaching out to schools and guidance counselors. But think outside of that. Think about the science centers. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a ton of stuff that science centers. Um, There's. you know, children's museums. A lot of times children's museums mm-hmm. have different science aspects and STEM days and things like that. And so just thinking a little bit more out of the box right. about instead of the traditional Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, FAA, which we absolutely still mm-hmm. needed 100% yes. in that group. But yeah. maybe just taking that a little a one step farther, right? Exactly, um, exactly. Yep. So, you know, and then on the national level, join the Mentoring Mondays program um, that that Trent has or become part of the Young Surveyors Network, um, you know, through NSPS. And so mm-hmm. I think there's just a lot of things, a lot of different outlets and um, things that don't take up a lot of time or that you can qu- quick do in your car or, you know, if you're, you know, if you're uh, just trying to kill some time in between appointments or something like that, you can just hop on LinkedIn or hop on Instagram and and make a quick post and it it can really go a long way. So very good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you've, you've raised a bunch of good points there. Yes. It's, um, you know, that's something we still struggle with a little bit. I know at the state, at a lot of the state levels, you know, you still have a, I won't say a bulk of their, their members, but because of the, the demographics and the age of the members and the number of the members there's you know some some are still resistant to social media resistant to technology they want that printed newsletter they want that stuff is going to have to go away it's not cost effective it's not you know i especially through this last um election season it was go to the mailbox pull out all of the cardboard flyers and if I wasn't paying attention, some of those newsletters are going to get get in with those election uh, publications and they're just going to be trashed. <laughs> but I'll look at yeah. something online. I mean, that, that that catches my attention. So all great points. And uh, well, I tell you what, I'm, I promised you I wouldn't take too much of your time. We try to keep these in the 30 minute range or so. Um, however, I will request that you do come back. We get Get, once you get uh, your your arms wrapped around your market research and we can share a little bit more that we uh, we revisit this conversation and uh, help push the profession and all the other STEM professions as well down the road because it's desperately needed and 
Marissa, thank you for all of your efforts. Thank you for being here. And uh, we look forward to, to partnering with, with NCWS on a lot more things going forward. Thank you, we do too. And I just wanna throw out one more thing. I have sure. a challenge for survey in 2021. So, you know, as we reach this year and as we hopefully the tables kind of turn and things get a little bit brighter and, and better, um, you know, start thinking about and take action on what you can do to share the profession, um, no matter how big or small, and then think about how NCES can help you and, and reach out to me um, because we would love to assist in any way with whatever resources we can we can provide. So, you know, the population of surveyors is really small. Um, I, you know, again, in my limited time, I've, I've already kind of seen that and I feel like everybody kind of knows each other, but, um, you know, in order to impact and grow the profession, everybody's got to pitch in and, and kind of do their part. And so, you know, if getting out and doing like a formal outreach activity in person is not your forte, send somebody from one of your teams, mm -hmm. you know, to do it and let them use company time to do that yes. and, and pay them for that because they are, they are promoting the profession and they are a representative for your company and it's free advertising. Right. And so um, encourage your employees to get out there and, and do some mentoring and, and, and pay them you know, for their time to do that. Um, so, but you know, back to the challenge, just think about what you can do, send me pictures. I mean, we would love to post some things on social about what people are doing, what unique things people are doing to get out there and, and just let me know how we can help. Very good. Well, once again, uh, Marissa Tremzalski from NCWS, uh, you better be back here. We're going to chase you down and make you make you sit down with me again. So uh, uh, that's it for us on this end. Um, we'll say in the in the coming weeks, we've got a few more great uh, interviews coming up that uh, Kurt's lining up. And then uh, we're going to we're going to finish up the year with uh, kind of a year in review. It's been a strange year in review, but Kurt and I are going to sit down and talk about where we've been through this crazy year. And, you know, hey, it's been crazy, but we got Marissa out of the deal. So that's all that matters. So uh, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.